objective. Thrill me. Thanks for joining us again. Episode 3, Jared. Slasher, Season 4. We're going through this bit by bit. Reviewing each episode as they come. And let's just dive straight into this one, because I've got some things to talk about here. Third mm-hmm. episode was an interesting one from my perspective. I'm going to come straight out and say easily the worst of the three. I didn't really understand where we were at the end of it. Not enough Cronenberg. His antics are the best part of the show, <laughs> to be yeah. honest. Like, every time he's on there, I just, I'm in, I was in hysterics in this episode. Yeah. Uh, in his small cameo where he just rocks up in a flashback. Um, again, dude, the brown hair's not working. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe you said to me while you were, you think maybe they went for some de-aging? Oh, well, there was one particular shot where I looked at it and I thought, have they tried to smooth things there a little bit? But the more it went on, I thought, no, perhaps I was, perhaps I was off. But it just, the, one of the first shots of him just looked a little unnatural. Maybe it was mm. the hair. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't really gel for me. Okay. Uh, and there wasn't a lot there. Especially when we talk about theories, Jared. I mean, I, I'm coming up with not much <laughs> yeah. in the theory department yeah. from this we're episode. Still, <laughs> we're still rifling through <laughs> evidence bags of bird shit and trying to come up with something there. <laughs> yeah, I'm still awaiting on lab results. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I mean, I'm still fucking floundering around Trying to find my ass with both hands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not far off. <laughs> so yeah, it did not it did not work for me at all. Okay. Um, which is which is a bit disappointing. You right. know, three episodes in and I sort of felt like, holy shit, what was that? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I was a tad disappointed. How, yeah. how what did you take out of it? Yeah, I I actually thought it was – I enjoyed it more than the second one. I actually kind of had more issues with the second one in terms of where we're going and that sort of thing. Look, this one, again, it wasn't top-notch, but I felt more that we kind of spread out what we were talking about a little bit. It involved more more characters. And I kind of got a little bit of fun out of Cronenberg turning into – Jigsaw and <laughs> starting to concoct <laughs> the, you know, these guys. As soon as I saw him on the TV, I fucking, the first thing I did was roll my eyes. But then I thought, hang on a minute. I'm loving what Cronenberg's bringing. So I, I'm, I can do with this. I can, I can go with it. So yeah, I understand what you're saying. There was a few bits where it was just going, and I've certainly got a couple of issues, but I felt entertainment wise, I, I, I felt it, it had me a bit more than the second episode. Okay, interesting, interesting. Best things about the episode, Cronenberg. Whenever yeah. he's on screen, he is berating people and, yeah, and yeah. seeing off left, right, and centre. Yep. And I kind of dig it. Like, he's not the world's greatest actor, and I always wonder when, when you're, a, you're, a, you're a very highly regarded director and you're acting in something like this, 
Uh, yeah, it's always sort of putting your two cents worth to the director and saying, hang on, <laughs> you should do yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, that's like, right. Uh, I always wonder whether he puts his hand in it or whether he just sort of goes, well, I'm here to act, so I'm not really, I'm not going to worry about that. Yeah, I had a bit of a, I had a read of an interview he did about it and there, people involved in the show were actually very, very complimentary. I believe they said he doesn't take himself too seriously and he's up for just about anything. Clearly, given some of the storylines that are going on here, he's up for just about anything. But <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he's definitely... dresses up for anything. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's certainly one of the best things about the show, though. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. It would have been, you know what I would have liked to have seen too? Perhaps he acted in it and also maybe directed the pilot. The first episode, that would have been kind of cool. Mm. But, you know, obviously he's just doing an acting gig, but he is by far the most enjoyable presence on the screen. I think it's because he gets to chew the scenery. You know, that's the that's the role. It's quite over the top, but it works. Uh, and, and you see a little bit more anger from him this time, uh, which kind of works. He certainly suits what they're going for. I just, yeah, I just enjoy what he's bringing to the table. Yeah. Now, please stop me if I'm talking out of my ass, but Liv is was Seamus's daughter, correct? Yes. But yes. initially I was like, hang on a minute, because when that conversation starts, she says... See, I thought they were talking about Cronenberg. Yeah, because she says, did you know? What do you mean, did I know? I did the deed. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, my, my penis was inside. <laughs> I see, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know all the fucking, I don't know all the details, but I think it was <laughs> I think I was pretty heavily involved. Yes, yes, I'm aware. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's where it ended up. Which I actually thought that that wasn't uh, wasn't too bad because they had set it up for us to think, and as I said, to. yeah, as I said initially, I didn't mind this kind of back and forth. I thought at the very start, I thought they were talking about Cronenberg having father live. Then I thought, no, hang on a minute, the housekeepers uh, housekeepers talking about bringing back the son. Then they did make it live, and then they throw it throw it to you that it's actually Seamus, and it's like, okay, well yeah. that's all right. I didn't I'm mind that. a little bit of intrigue. I'm bamboozling myself more than the more than uh, necessary, but um, yeah, like it set up a bit more interest in the episode because it brings in a bunch more characters and it brings in everyone's shit with Cronenberg, which is essentially what's happening. Everyone's coming, everyone's getting their little flashbacks and their story told, and it's all centering around how much did this bloke screw your life up, basically. Um, yeah, yeah. And so, I appreciated that, that they were, we're starting to get around to the Cronenberg having a hand in everything. Yeah. And the flashbacks we saw of Seamus's life sort of showed again that kind of nasty streak of Cronenberg's where, you know, where he, he talks about George Michael at the dinner table. Yeah. And he's, he's basically just lo- pretty much telling him, I know. Yeah. You know, I know that you're gay. And doing um, it in but a very he's just crude, doing it in this passive, aggressive, sort of crude way. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought it was better in that sense. That this is why I enjoyed it more than more than episode two is because it had everyone. Well, not everyone, but it had a, a 
more characters involved in this. It had his wife. It had the housekeeper more involved. It had Seamus. And that then, you know, involves Liz and then involves Seamus's um, partner. Like, I felt it was better in that regard. Mm. There were parts of it that I liked. And again, Cronenberg busting in on Seamus after he's, when he's sleeping with the, the housekeeper and he proceeds to say to him, uh, I told you to sort this out. I didn't mean you go and <laughs> bang the woman who cleans our toilets. <laughs> yeah, he's very. Uh, I mean, just holy shit, Grover. <laughs> good bloke all around, really, isn't he? Just... <laughs> yeah, quality piece of uh, <laughs> human being. I must say, I didn't get it. I didn't get as many laughs out of that one as uh, him telling his daughter that he'd seen better art in the toilet. But I mean. <laughs> It's a consistent, <laughs> consistent personality that we're seeing here. <laughs> correct, correct. Uh, what else did I have? Look, the wood chipper, the woman in the wood chipper, mm-hmm. uh, extremely nasty. Again, the uh, the special effects team likes to have like bits of flesh and skin and shit hanging oh, out of the end of the wood chipper. I mean, it looked like they'd repurposed the, it. It looked like they'd repurposed the gazpacho from the dinner table scene and just fucking tipped it on the tipped it on the wood chipper. Oh, it was nasty. I also had a kind of a, 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 a dislike to it. It just kind of felt it didn't. It didn't like just the way she died. It was just kind of silly. Oh look, I've charging at it with the axe. I got big problems and, with that and, one. Yeah, yeah, and I just found it really silly, uh, and and I'm assuming it's probably going to come back because obviously the sister kept quiet about having done it. It's yeah. going to come back, you know. People are going to find out about it, but it just came across as so silly. It did. I didn't like it at all. Uh, that was that yeah. was one of the, my primary uh, dislikes. I would say. Do you have any other? Because I didn't have much else in terms of the likes department because I didn't find the episode as good. So, what else did you yeah. have? Well, look, I, I mean, once we've gone there, I don't mind the whole, the whole game thing. It's got similar questions to Saw about how the fuck did this guy set it up? But then at least this one's independently wealthy, so you could see he might have yeah. spent his money creating traps to, to sort all this shit out. But. I know you didn't like the the fight in the kitchen. <laughs> no. I, on the other hand, like I just hit Rebels a point. I feel like I feel like we've just hit a point in the show where it's going a little bit crazy, and I kind of felt that was a moment where it's like, well, this is what he's turned them all into, right? And it, it sort of fit what we saw in the very first scene of the whole thing. Like yeah, going the game by that and first, him with the buddy. yeah, going by that first scene of the whole series, we shouldn't be shocked that these people are a little bit off, you know. No, but so, I wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't the shocked side of it. Like it just it it came off as comical. Yeah, but I think it was supposed it. to a little bit. I think I know, it was supposed it just, to because I, I, what I imagined was was Father Purple Hair fucking sitting up on his on his chair sort of cackling at this shit because that's kind of what I was doing. Not yeah. not in the same and- not in the same sense, but, yeah, I, I kind of – I thought that this is sort of what he was what he was going for. This is what he wanted. 
Yeah, I, look, I understand that, but it just didn't work for me at all. Like, I, I just sat there going, fuck, get this over with. It, it went on for too long. Uh, you know, they beat the living piss out of each other. I mean, at one point, the woman gets hit full on in the head with a wooden chopping block and just yeah. goes down and gets up almost instantly. As, as yeah. if you have it. I mean, fuck, she is Jason Voorhees. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, no, look, I didn't, I didn't mind it so much. I just didn't, I didn't find it to be. I know it went on for a while. Like it was certainly not short. I got the dynamic. I got the dynamics though, and I think that's what they were trying to play out. Is that the two, the housekeeper and the mother, were sort of forming an alliance, Survivor style. And but also that, but also that that that. They'd been turning fucking, on her. They were outsiders. They were outsiders, yeah. and they're talking about how they were outsiders, and everyone treated them like shit. But at the same time, uh, you, the, your behaviour right here just shows you're all in. You're in it. You're part of the family. Yeah. This is exactly what he wanted you wanted from you, right? Yeah. Like, so I, there was I, that I, part I of it. That I, didn't, I didn't mind there, and I there was parts of it where I thought this is fucking. This is a bit silly. But then there was other parts. I mean, we're biting off fingers by the end of the fight. I <laughs> know. There going, Come oh, on. Shit, <laughs> where are we getting to here? What are we doing? Where are we? Yeah. And hopefully, maybe if it embra- if it sort of goes full on into that in the next episode and so on and so forth, you just sort of run with it. Uh, it just felt a little out of place for the previous stuff for me. I just look at it and I say, well... Look at look at what they're doing. They're engaging in games for an inheritance. Everyone's right up to hang on a rope over a fucking <laughs> mat full of bloody spikes and knives and shit. Why wouldn't they be doing that sort of stuff? Why wouldn't they be rolling around yeah. in the kitchen, whacking each other in the head <laughs> with chopping boards and stuff? <laughs> true, true. I also didn't like the game this time around. Yeah. That they went for. Uh, it didn't quite get me the same as, as the first one, even though the first one I thought was a bit stupid. This one was a bit more, like I said, it's a, it was a bit more, you're looking at it and you're like, so this guy's committed a whole room to his house to fucking electrify and turn into a fucking game show with a big red button at the end. Like, that's just, that's a bit silly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, it didn't work. One of my least favourite type of sequences was on offer in the first minute, couple of minutes of the episode where everybody comes back after a, a traumatic incident and just seems to scream and yell and fucking just yell at each other and make point fingers and, and it was just a fucking cacophony of people fucking yelling. And I was just like, well, this you is know, unhelpful. I, see, I actually liked that too. I liked how it started. I liked how it came in and every, it was in slow-mo and you see everyone fucking carrying on and so they actually cut a bit of that out by just having that slow-mo shot of, I think it was Liv walking through the middle and everyone else in the background sort of falling in heaps. I didn't necessarily love all the finger-pointing, but I thought, again, it's probably a fair reaction. Like, you would expect people to start. They're all pieces of shit, so they just spent the next couple of minutes pointing out how everyone was a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. There was also a sequence which I'm assuming will come back, and it, it play, possibly plays into my theory side of the house, but the whole sequence with the uh, with Vincent and Liv in the yeah. woods, which was a little bit sleazy, but also it kind of must must sort of fall back to him, and I still feel it, you know, falls back to him not being, not being who he says he is. But you know, I didn't particularly like the scene 
uh, how it sort of played <laughs> played out. It didn't really work for me. You you talked about the wood chipper. What, what was your what was your issue with the wood chipper? Oh, look, I know they're all shit people, but like having one of them just out and out fucking murder someone and then just go on with it, like it's nothing. I think is possibly a step too far. Yeah. And it takes away, it tied in with another one of my likes that I feel like perhaps we're not getting enough kills at the moment. We're not getting enough of the killer. Um, yeah, because we only got him at the end. Yeah, so so I'm starting to feel like we need a little bit more of that. Um, and just quietly, Seamus, if there's a fucking murderer in the room there and you're checking through the peephole, perhaps um, duck out of sight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, you've got a secret wall to fucking run away behind. Like, yeah, I'd be getting just out of there. Just don't stand there like a moron, mate. Yeah, but yeah, I, the sister—it just like it was just too far. I know she's not not likable. I know that none of them are really supposed to be likable, and we are getting the sense that everyone's a little bit twisted. And and Cronenberg has kind of got his way a little bit in turning them all into, you know, what can they do for number one? What what can they do to look out for themselves? But I just, I'm not sure that was the way to go. I just, I just no. had a bit of, bit of an issue with it. The way that they did it with Seamus was better. That he, yeah, would, well, he was an he asshole. Would, he would he... screw his, yeah, he was screw his um brother, yeah, f- um, but... and make him fall off the rope and get hurt, so he was out of the game. But he wasn't going to just fucking chuck him in a wood chipper and grind him up. You Correct. Know. There was, there was, and then they go back and they get a sense of why you're like that. And I'm sure we're still going to do that for the sister, but it, it, it made you still had a little bit of empathy for Seamus because he had had this <clears> put upon him. Whereas now she's just straight out murdered someone. So unless yeah. she is one of the people involved, I got a bit of a problem with that. Yeah, great, great. I didn't, I didn't see anything. Useful in that, but I sense it'll come back. But again, it'll just—it's either going to be a red herring, or she is the one of the killers involved. Yeah, that's right. So either way we slice it, you know, we might be on the on the money that she's involved. I don't. It's kind of sticking out. I don't think she is either. She is, but and that's why I've got a problem with it. But you know, if it turns out she is then it probably lends itself into being more than one because you wouldn't give that away already, would you? No, no, of course so not. I, I, yeah, there's a, there's a few few problems there that I just didn't like it in terms of characters and whatnot. But I guess you then go into the fucking blue in the kitchen and, and when she's getting whacked in the head with a breadboard, you're not too concerned because you've seen that already. So maybe they, they were sort of calculated in that sense, but... You didn't particularly like that scene, much, so it though. didn't work for him. No, but but that but that's that's still too much. Like we could have still had the fight, and the, we we know why those women wanted to belt her, you know. Yeah. And that had nothing to do with her grinding someone up in a wood chipper. So we didn't yeah, need the wood chipper situation. I think it would have been better that if the lawyer woman had gone outside to get something and disappeared. And no one knows where she was, you know. Like we assume the killer took her. Well, yeah, I had uh, a slight concern that we we didn't really see the killer all that much for the, this episode. We're we're going all these really long stretches without actually seeing seeing him. 
or her. So to to use a character up like that was a sort of a bit of a curious choice, I guess. I don't know whether yeah. the sister angle is going to go anywhere, but now that you've kind of seen her do that, I'm not sure that there's any more to it. I just I just um, a little bit a uh, little bit confused, I guess, as to where it's going. But I don't think it's going to end up with her being involved in the killings. So to do that the way they did was just a bit of a curious choice, I guess. Yeah, and the killer, yeah, I would like to have seen more of the killer. Look, the show's never going to sort of stick the killer in your face 24-7. It's not like Jason or something like that where we, no. we need to see. Yeah, they're, they're, the, they're the character that we're there to see. But I think though it was used, the killer was used quite well in the first two episodes. You know, we saw them in fleeting glimpses. Yeah, we've spoken about how what they've taken on the four series now is is bloody hard to try to take a the, the slasher formula and put it into a TV show that's going to run for eight episodes or whatever it is because you've got to have stretches developing the characters if we're going to be spending that long with them. So there is going to be portions where where the killer's out of the action, but I, as you said, I felt when the killer was involved in the first couple of episodes, it was really good. Like, it was well handled. Yeah, just the fact that it was... Because this episode was, what, it was fifty, roughly 55 minutes long, and we only got the killer for the last three to four minutes, it felt like. Yeah, I'd like to see just a little bit more of the killer. I hope that they kind of readjust for the next episode or maybe give us a pair of kills in the episode or something like that. Maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe they're trying to sort of build some character, then throw you a little bit of the gore and, and, and stalk and slash sort of stuff and then, you know, sort of try and balance it and maybe yeah, you know, well, maybe that's going to work. But seems like we're going to get that d- down the stretch, right? When we lose a few characters, we're probably going to get a bit more of that kind of stalk and slash stuff. So, yeah, I just, in this episode, maybe, as you said, because in episode one and two it felt like it was pretty well done, Maybe that's why we were missing it a little bit in this one. Yeah. All right. Theories, Jared. We both came away from this episode kind of saying we didn't really know what was going on. No, my hands are up in the air. <laughs> like you, like you, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to hear from the lab. I'm sifting through evidence bags of bird shit <laughs> and saying, "Where's this going to take us?" <laughs> I'm calling you up, saying, oh, "You got I- any more? <laughs> you got any more?" <laughs> any more leads in those bags of yours because <laughs> I'm stumped. Yeah. <laughs> I've taken to putting on deerstalker cap and walking <laughs> around with a pipe <laughs> and trying to kind of trying to kind of insinuate that I know what's going on. <laughs> Look, I don't really know what's going on. No. Which makes it difficult to kind of elaborate on what we've already talked about. Yeah. Uh, you have have sort of picked out the that the housekeeper as as a, a in your mind an important player in this whole this whole situation so far. Well, have, yeah, have you still got your eye on the housekeeper. I just felt like they they felt like there was more to it in those first couple of episodes involving her interactions, and then what happened with the reveal of her daughter this week probably gave equally as much sort of motivation. For, for something along those lines. So I'm still looking in that direction. A part of me is saying now that she's sort of had a bit more involvement in things throughout this episode that perhaps 
now that they've sort of unraveled a little bit of that, I'm not so confident in my in my theories. I'm going back to the lab and saying, can we retest this? I'm not, I'm not sure about it. But yeah, I, I feel like I just felt like in those interactions early on, there was a bit more. It seemed like she knew a bit more than other people. So yeah, mm. I'm still I'm still looking closely there. Yeah, I have ruled out still Cronenberg's wife. Because I still feel like even though they did use her a little bit more in this episode and gave her a bit more to do and sort of went with that angle of early on, everyone was just calling her a gold digger and and it seemed like they weren't going to go too much further with the character. But then this week they brought her in and started giving her her own reasons for why she may be involved in something like that with with the kind of outsider sort of angle that, that she was never really accepted. So, But I'm still feeling like it's too obvious, that one. Mm. Yeah. Look, as far as I'm concerned, nobody who's involved in the kitchen scrag <laughs> is the actual killer. That, that's, that's my personal opinion. This is what I've been looking at. After receiving a call from the lab, Jared, and being told, what? The DNA didn't, didn't get a match. Run it again. <laughs> there was no lead in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? I gave you... Bird shit? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> but I look I looked at it more holistically after the episode was over. I was kinda like, okay, who's got the most interesting motive? Like who would have the motive that's the most interesting that would make me think if I was a detective, that's likely to be why you'd do it. And lucky we're not detectives, just, just, just quietly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be a cold case. <laughs> <laughs> I think there'd be quite a few frozen but, cases as well. <laughs> um, but I've actually put, I've been pointing the finger at the brother, Vincent, and saying that he's not who he says he is, which, you know, I think I've... So far, I'm looking pretty good on that front. But I actually think the one with the motive that would be most interesting is actually Theo, Mm. the other brother. The reason why, I think, is because he spent spent 20-odd years being blamed for his, his brother's abduction by this pack of fucking cretins, and he seems like a normal guy. Hmm. They've set him up as being normal and, and, and kind of likeable. But methinks maybe he gets wind somehow that Cronenberg brought this imposter in to stir shit up. It's a slap in the face. It brings back more of these memories of him being treated like shit. And he sees this reunion on the island as an opportunity to dish out some fucking revenge. Yeah, see, I think um, where you are on the money on that sort of thing is that if they were going to go with that angle, I don't think they're going to go with the their brother that that returned, because again, no. that's that's where when you look at this stuff, you immediately look there and say, you know, too suspicious. So if they were going to go with that, I think you're on the money that they would go with the brother who has been painted as. One of the normal ones, because I think there's a there's a bit of a line between the family that were kind of directly influenced by the grandfather 
and I think where it's going to mm. come from is one of the so you know one of the so-called normal characters who seems a little bit distanced from it. I think what you're going to find is that his claws were into one of them. And so yes. if it is Theo, I wouldn't be surprised if if you're on the on the money on that one because out of that particular storyline between the two brothers yeah, the the one coming back and possibly not being who he says he is 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 too plain to see. And I I really get the sense that one of these characters that is kind of looking at everyone else or 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 is sort of in the background and seeming to be looking at everyone else, going, "This is just this is just craziness." Is actually going to be playing the game and and has had the claws in them from from the grandfather or whatever the the case may be, the whatever the relationship is. <laughs> Yeah, it's too easy to be Vincent because his whole storyline. Even let's say we were off, we were off base with him, him being an imposter. Let's say we're off base. Okay, I don't feel I am, but let's say we are. Just him being that kind of hook of the first episode that he was abducted. If he was the killer, it would just it would stick out like dog's nuts. I've kind of pushed him to the side. Mm. Because I just don't feel like, I mean, why would you do that? You've you've painted it, you've sort of highlighted him anyway. Yeah. By saying he was abducted 25 years ago and now he's back, then you'd make him the killer. It would just be really sort of lazy, I think. I'm certainly scrubbing him from the list. And as I said to you, I'm, I'm sort of only writing things in pencil so I can quickly erase them and write them back on the list once I find <laughs> out I'm wrong next episode. Yeah, of course. That's how I operate. I usually <laughs> write it in invisible ink. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I mean, look, if if Theo's the killer and his accomplice is the housekeeper, Brigitte, whatever, <laughs> fucking case closed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're three episodes in. Case closed. Well just close it now. Yeah, I don't know. That's just an interesting theory. I also wondered if David Cronenberg was still alive. Possibly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, um, I think the, I think the fact that whatever it was that acid ate up his heart, I think that might be a little bit difficult. <laughs> I don't know. I was clutching at straws. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure to check that Cronenberg's dead. <laughs> well, as we said, he hadn't aged a day in 25 years, so there could still be a supernatural <laughs> angle there. Cronenberg rises from the dead. Well, I, I will say this. I did say this to my wife after the first two episodes and, you know, the gore and guts and things had spilled out and every time someone died, a lump of something fell out of them. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, are we sure this isn't a fucking Jason Goes to Hell style <laughs> situation? Could be. The Cronin worm could be, could be working his way through three people. Yeah. yeah, a piece of fucking Cronin worm keeps falling out of each person. Oh, oh shit. Look, I was desperate. I was desperate for answers. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't have any. So I just, yeah. And, and you know what? I initially had Cronenberg still alive higher on the list than Theo. <laughs> 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 
Uh, it tells you exactly what we're working with here. <laughs> Look, I slept on it and came to my senses. <laughs> but I didn't cross Cronenberg's not dead out. Are you still okay, completely, no, still no, not completely no. ruling it out? <laughs> no, especially when he turned up on that fucking old-timey TV yeah. in the episode. I was like, fuck, mate, this guy is Jigsaw and that prick wouldn't die. <laughs> so, true, true. <laughs> Maybe it only ate through, like, his liver or something. <laughs> <laughs> He suggests it was a non-vital organ that he, he, he ate through and left a gaping hole in his body and he's still just kind of working away at it. Well, he's a heartless prick, so it's possible that there was nothing in there. <laughs> True. You could be right. All right, I think that's everything, unless you've got another theory. No, I've, I mean, shit, you, you were hard-pressed getting that out of me, mate. If you fucking if you come back next next episode and go, I think Cronenberg's still alive. I'll fucking have you. <laughs> well, now that you put it out there, I'm thinking, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what are the merits of this? <laughs> I'm going to pour my resources into it. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right. Okay. All right. So that's that. That's episode three. Of Slasher. We'll get this out as quick as we possibly can in anticipation of episode four, which I believe drops on the on a Thursday night in Australia. But until then, take it easy and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me or one word or lowercase at iinet dot net dot au